Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. Did you run into any prejudice when you first started out, the fact that you are female? Did people not take you seriously? I think that uh, at first uh, record companies were afraid to take a chance on an all-girl band because none had really succeeded before. Is the audience, is it all male or all female? We get a lot of <laughs> a, a large young female following, which is good because it makes us realize that there's going to be a lot more girl bands because they have someone they can look up to and relate to now, and they didn't ever have one before. Never have one Episode 37, Top 5 Female Singers. We are back, the only Three Lads podcast where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I am Uncle Greg, of course. We have the PhD of music back once again, Brett Vargo, and the ambassador of love, Bueno. Good to be back. It's great to be back. It's only two weeks. I know, but it felt like an eternity. It did. It felt really, really long not to hanging out with you guys. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'll be honest. Not one bit. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I'm trying to get my health in order. And Oh, that's most important. We are not, we, I am not sad that we were, uh, uh, you know, gone for two weeks because of your health issues, but I'm glad that finally they are getting under control. And so now we get to hang out and we get to talk about our favorite music in the whole wide world. Heck yeah. Yay. That's what I love to do. Yes, yes, but more most importantly, let's make sure Bueno is Bueno. Yes, yes. and he is Bueno. Or as as we say in Espanol, Bueno es Bueno. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we have an exciting episode. It's the top five female singers of the O3L era, and uh, this one was um, I had to think a lot about who were my favorite female artists. I think I'm going to surprise some of you with yeah? my picks. I don't know about that. You guys already discussed one of my picks. Yeah. That's all a part of the surprise. Exactly. Yeah. So she is on there. But where? Maybe I moved uh, it around. You never know. She's up at the top. Well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we decided to break the top five singers into two separate categories because I think it just would have been too tough and we would have gotten into this, you know, comparing apples and oranges scenario so i think this was a wise move overall i would say the percentage of the music that i listen to right now is a lot of female sung music particularly like a lot of the modern stuff and i will say very unashamedly that i'm a big carly ray jepson fan yes i am call me maybe yes (laughs) and all of the other wonderful songs that she has done i only know that one I'll have to oh, go and research her. You know what? She is probably the best pop star of the last decade. Really? And yes. that's coming so, from you. So that's it's that's coming a, from me. That's a heavyweight somebody saying that. So there is plenty to explore. But also, like, I'll rattle off some other names you guys may or may not be familiar with. Annie, Robin, Marina and the Diamonds, First Aid Kit, Tuva Stirke. And yes, I actually do like Taylor Swift. So wow. Yeah, so this is admission time. 
and I'm a big Kylie Minogue fan, and she has the number one album right now yes, in the does. UK no. and Australia. No, she, she has had uh, top charting albums in five decades now. She yep. has. I loved and her in Biodome too. Was she in Biodome? Really? She was. Yeah. Maybe I need to see Biodome again. Yeah. <laughs> I only remember the safety day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she banked up with uh, the two boys. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're talking about not so guilty pleasures, yes, I've just discovered that I'm a blink. You know what You're that old. is? <laughs> no, I'm afraid to know. Well, no, 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 it's it's a Black Pink fan. I've been listening to a lot oh. of uh, the K-pop band Black Pink, and I yes. just think I I really love the structure of the songs. There's a guy named I want to say they they call him Benny. He's the one who puts these songs together. But like they've got this new album out and uh, Love Sick Girls. If you listen to it, the way the the changes of the music and especially that last chorus is different. I just really enjoy it. And then of course. All the uh, young ladies in that band are easy on the eyes. There you go. I love when that happens. So, Buena, what is your little not-so-guilty pleasure right now? Right now? Besides Kale. Uh, Besides Kale. (laughs) Uh, Right now, my guilty pleasure is is definitely uh, just loving life right now. And it's going to pull me through all of this and uh, just trust my heart and, and just love everything around and just do my best. That what it's I'm trying to do music. and accomplish in, in music. I hope that's not a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just where I'm at right now. Just love it. Very good. Well, let's get into our list now. The top five female singers of the O3L era. And I'm going to kick it off. And right now, number five on my list this week is an English singer who is the most charted British female solo artist of the 80s. She's now a gardening expert. She's written a few books on it. Of course, I'm talking about Kim Wilde. Yes, Kids in America, uh, Keep Me Hanging On. Those are the songs that Americans probably heard on the radio, but she also has a bunch of other songs that you can listen to, like Cambodia, View From a Bridge. There's a million of them. Um, I think I've talked about this on a prior episode, but Kim's father, Marty Wilde, he was like a 50s rock and roller. Uh, And then that's what got her brother, Ricky, into music. And when he was 11 or 12, he had a novelty hit. Uh, that was number one in Switzerland, in the Netherlands. I don't know if it did chart, but the song was called I Am an Astronaut. It is annoying if you hear this song. <laughs> It, annoying, worse than Come On Eileen. I swear to God. Oh, no. Is, I am an astronaut. And if you listen to it, you'll see what I mean. But um, that's when he was 11 or 12. So when he was about 20, he was working on new material. And um, he told the producers he was working with, he was going to bring in his older sister to sing the harmonies. And then that's when she came in and was singing. And then he noticed that the artist and the, and the label guy were talking to each other. And he knew they were talking about her. asked him hey do you mind if we try and work with your sister that's when he went home and wrote kids in america and the rest is history but kim wilde she has a pretty huge career from 81 to 89 Uh, she also had some hits especially in germany in the 90s she's done a lot of different things but she's number five on my list for the top five female artist or singer number five kim wilde for me
that's a really nice one there. It is. I remember when I first heard Kids in America. Yeah, I think I heard that on K-Rock probably back in the day. Mine was MTV. MTV is great. Oh, yeah. Again, there's no radio stations as cool as K-Rock or 91X or anything alternative. It was, got a truck, got a dog, K-N-I-X. Or you had, um, you know, the the pop top 40 type stuff, which oh, was the horrible. Casey some stuff. Uh, even worse than that. Yeah. I love that song. I got a truck, I got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a truck, got a dog, got a beer, got a song. Hoo-wee. <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> this is a long, long time since we hung song. out sorry guys that's all right man. <laughs> love kim wilde Good. all right what's your number five <laughs> bueno oh yeah that's right i got a number five so uh, before i start i want to say thank you to all that have donated to my emergency fund that's helped me with my rebirth and and love so uh, let's go to my number five uh, lead singer former lead singer of 10,000 maniacs Natalie Merchant. She left that group in 93, and then since then, boy, oh boy, her solo acts was just more successful than she's ever probably imagined. And you know, I'm not here to talk about the, the maniacs, but her solo career just brings goose pimples all over my body with love lads like, you know, Uncle Greg, you you with, uh, you know, what's her name? Redhead, Tori Amos, I think, or what's her name? So, uh, you know, she's released Whatever like eight was. records from 95 to 2017, so about 22 years. And that means, hey, Natalie, you know, your past due on a new record, so come on now, we miss your music. And back in the day in 95, she came out with Tiger Lily, that's certified five times multi-platinum, you know, San Andreas Fault, Wonder, Carnival. I mean, just amazing stuff on that record. Uh, she also did a bonus CD off of that record with Jealousy. It was a remix. She also did Sympathy for the Devil live with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards to go along with that on that record. So find that bonus CD. That's pretty cool. And, uh, Have I been blind? Then she jumped back into the studio for Ophelia in 1998. And uh, it was actually a title of an album film and a song, of course, by Natalie Merchant. You all know Kind and Generous. That was the most successful one off of that record. also on tour with Lilith Fair and she loved the opportunity to flex her thespian muscle out there and this record uh, didn't really get a lot of airplay so when people hear anything off this record that's like is that Natalie or is that the 10,000 Maniacs you know I mean it's that good so uh, but she had a couple other records in the 2000s but I'm not going to go out of our era so uh, that's my number five top five female artists of all time Natalie Merchant great pick love her so what you got, Brett? What do I have? Well, this week I had to separate the concept of my favorite artist and my top five singer. What do I mean by that? So, for example, I'm going to choose one that hits very close to home for Greg. 
Yoko Ono <laughs> is one of my favorite artists of all time. I love Yoko's music. You guys know that. I know Greg hates it. You'll come around, Greg. But she is not going to make my list of my top female singers. So there you go. I'm letting you off the hook. Thank wow. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Conversely, even though I love this band, I'm not the world's most rabid Cocteau Twins fan. However, I am going to pick Elizabeth Frazier as my number five singer this week. Liz has a classically beautiful soprano voice. She's one of those singers who I think can sing just about anything and do it effortlessly and perfectly. What she did with her God-given gift was totally unique, though. She took the ethereal qualities of, let's say, like a Kate Bush and stripped all of the focus from the words themselves. In fact, one of the biggest crimes of the Internet age is being able to actually look up Cocteau Twins lyrics because more often than not, it will disappoint you when you actually read what the words are. Instead, the power of these songs is in Frasier's voice, and it's all about the sound of the voice. And it's truly something remarkable. Just revel in its otherworldly beauty and sensuality. What she is singing is secondary. She's a siren, or as critics have often said, the voice of God. Her pipes are pliable enough to lend themselves to a range of styles from indie pop to trip hop. And while it always sounds best when it's melting into Robin Guthrie's guitar shimmer on Cocteau Twins records, Frazier has been brilliantly showcased on records by Massive Attack, This Mortal Coil, Ian McCulloch, and most recently, I don't know if you guys have heard this one, a haunting duet with Sia Rose's lead singer, Yonzi. Speaking of Sia Rose, they, as well as a whole bunch of dream pop and shoegaze bands, owe a world of debt to Elizabeth Frazier and the Cocteau Twins. For a dose of swooping dreaminess, check out tracks like the Cocteau's Lorelei, Heaven or Las Vegas, Sugar Hiccup, Carolyn's Fingers, and this Mortal Coil's cover of Tim Buckley's Song to the Siren and get swept away. And that's my number five top female singer, Elizabeth Frazier. Awesome. Awesome pick. Yeah. I got a story about her. You do? I do. I was never a big fan of the band because I didn't really know them. And then one time they were playing Mesa Amphitheater, which only holds about, what, like 5,000 people. Yeah. So it was an incredible concert. And so I'm backstage and I can't remember what I was doing back there, <laughs> but it was right before the band went on stage and I saw, uh, you know, her come out of a dressing room and she kind of looked at me like, who the hell are you? And I looked at her like, who the hell are you? And then um, they all kind of had like a, a group hug and they all got, you know, did their chants and stuff before they went on stage. And then I saw him. I was like, oh, wow, this band is great. I got to find out more about him. And that's how I became a big fan of the band wow. because I mean she walked right out backstage of uh, Mesa Amphitheater and that's that's when I kind of uh, said wow who are these people 
but... Well, I was expecting something tawdrier there, but okay. No, no, yeah. No, I do have those stories, not about the Cocteau Twins. Okay. Do you remember May Moore? Bohemia? Mm, no. I remember May West. Well, no, there, well, there's, there's, uh, her name was May Moore. She's a Canadian. Bohemia, totally off the subject. Uh, but I have more tawdry stories about her than I do mm. about the Cocteau Twins. <laughs> okay. Nothing, nothing, no, I'm not trying to, no, no, no. No. Don't think it goes that far. But it went far no. enough. All right, so here we go with nine, right. my number four this week. The woman <laughs> landing got number four on my list of the top five female singers is from a band that Image Conscience record executives pulled their support because the lead singer wasn't a pop princess. And that caused stress in the band. There was also health problems. And with the record company abandoning the band, Romeo Void had to call it quits. But Deborah Lyall, or Lyell, how am I saying her name right, Brett? Sure. Okay, he doesn't even know. I believe it's Deborah, <laughs> Deborah Lyall. Are you sure it's not Deborah? No, it's Is Deborah. It it's Deborah? Deborah? Yeah, I, I know that. It's the last name, okay. L-Y-A-L-L. So it's Lyall, I believe. Lyall, oh yeah. It's close enough. I'm sure somebody will correct us if it's wrong. Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's one of the two, I believe. But, uh, you know, she isn't alone with people like really focused on her size instead of her ability to sing the message that she was singing. Uh, you know, these record execs had to worry about the angle of the camera back in 1988 and 89 because their biggest hit was A Girl in Trouble. But of course, the song we know is Never Say Never from Romeo Void, which I still love that song. Listen to it at least once every two weeks or so. I'm up on YouTube watching that. And just a little heads up, guys and bands. I know Queens of the Stone Age, they covered Never Say Never. And when a guy says, I might like you better if we slept together, it just sounds creepy. So how about guys don't cover the song when a girl says, I might like you better if we slept together? It's sexy, at least to me. So guys, please don't do that. But I found out that you know she is a Cowlitz Native American. And when I was researching her, I discovered at 14, she joined the occupation of Alcatraz. And uh, now she's an art teacher in Sacramento. She was an art teacher in 29 Palms for a long time. But uh, Deborah Lyall, or Lyell, number four this week for me of the top five female singers. We'll just call her Deb. Deb. Okay, Deb. <laughs> I love her voice. Oh, she's awesome. And she does yeah. a lot of shows, but it's like usually the Sacramento area, and I want to go travel there, and I want to go see one of her shows. Yeah, there's got to be some good reason to go to Sacramento. I don't know what it is, but that might be one of them. She's not coming back to Mesa? I don't think so. Hmm. Not anytime maybe. soon. I don't know. I'll have to look. No one's yeah. on tour now, but maybe one well, day. Yeah. Yep. Well, didn't uh, Foo Fighters do a car in tour something over the weekend? Yes, they did, but that wasn't here. No. But that was online. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of streaming shows now, which which I think is great. And I'm quite happy to pay to support some of the artists if they you know want to put on a, a good streaming show that's kind of yeah. unique. You can sit in your own place and 
you know, get all drunk as you want or whatever you want to do and stuff. And Oh, and you, you know, know I do. <laughs> for 10 or 15 bucks, you can watch a concert, you know. I mean, Go Blind Go's doing one in San Diego, but that's, I don't know if yeah, it's streaming. No, yeah, it's a drive uh, December. That's the driving one. Yeah, December 11th. I entered the text contest to oh. win tickets, Very but nice. I guess I didn't win because I didn't get notified. Well, I know this weekend, uh, Rome along with Sublime, they were here in the Valley doing one of those shows. Awesome. It seemed pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Bueno, you're number four. All right. So my number four is like a a mind like yours with Tori. Uh, It's Courtney Love, Uncle Greg. Oh, make me over. You know, if she came knocking on my my door, I'd probably die of a heart attack in her arms, and I would be, you know, completely in nirvana. So, and if not, she would punch you in the chest until you died because uh-huh. that's the type that of be, chick she is. And that's the yeah, she's yeah, amazing. And you know, I've always loved her. Between her and Helen Hunt, those are my two celebrity crushes. So, you know, three rec- three records with Hole, they should have sold so much more than what they than they sold because her music is amazing. Her her guitar work is just amazing. And, like I said three records pretty on the inside uh, you know live through this and celebrity skin and uh, you know I think she had like over 10 singles you know sold 2 million copies on the celebrity skin uh, such a beautiful record and a beautiful dozen songs of her classics from celebrity skin to awful and the whole record I love them hey lads are you seeing a pattern developing here with my women that I love so, blonde uh, <laughs> yeah you're into blonde Blondes, a little you know, kooky sometimes, a little bit, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's amazing. Uh, I, I love her music, and I can't wait to see if they're ever coming out with some more music in the future. But uh, Courtney Love, you know, she's my girl. Top five uh, best female artists of all time is my number four. Wow! So we got another Bueno celebrity crush. Oh yeah. Okay. But yes. Courtney Love, there's always rumors that Hole's going to be getting back together and putting out new stuff. Well, that's what I'm praying for. Together. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Come on on our podcast, Courtney. No. When, when you guys lived in Arizona, do you remember Minder Binders? Oh, heck yeah. I love that place. Yeah. That, wow. was, that was one of the place Holes had one of their very first concerts in the Valley. And oh, she wow. stage dived off that. No one caught her. She landed. First of all, she was blitzed. <laughs> I don't know what she was on, but blitzed is the best way to say it. Uh-huh. And she jumped off. Landed face first in the sand because that was like a bar where they would have volleyball. The volleyball, yeah. Oh wow! And that was right where she was. Doing, and oh man, it was just what a great show. That was before anyone knew who really Hole was. 
I wonder if you yeah. went across the street and had some 190 octane over there at Fat Tuesdays. Uh, well, that's, that's a little bit down the street, but yes, I'm sure. Maybe, I don't know. I <laughs> wasn't I think that far down the street after that. <laughs> Binder oh. Binders was a great bar too. It was one of those wild bars, you know, like Porky's. Remember from '82, like the early '80s. Yep. That's where it got its vibe. And yeah. uh, wow, crazy. <laughs> yep. Yowza, Brett, you're Brett. up. Well, my number four. I'm going to ask you: Is there anything that Debbie Harry cannot do? No, no, no. That is the correct answer. With a recording career stretching back to the late 60s, Harry is, of course, known as the front woman for Blondie. As the promotional campaigns exclaimed very loudly, Blondie is a group! But the focus, of course, was predominantly on Debbie Harry because she was and continues to be just that magnetic of a personality. Equal parts 60s girl group toughness, confident sexuality and vulnerability, she was the perfect icon to assert some feminine domination in the early days of punk rock. And to me, the first four albums by Blondie Blondie, Plastic Letters, Parallel Lines, and Eat to the Beat are sheer perfection. And Debbie snarls and coos her way through a wide range of material from punk to doo-wop to power pop to disco. Of course, with the bar set so high, the last two pre-reunion Blondie albums, Auto American and The Hunter, were eh, just a tad bit spottier. But Harry shines throughout, of course, notably bringing a song incorporating rap elements to the top of the charts for the first time with Rapture and trying on reggae, island rhythms, and jazz. Harry continued that eclecticism and restless spirit with mixed results. I'm probably in a minority here, but I'm a huge fan of her first solo record uh, with Sheik's Nile Rodgers and Bernard Edwards' Cuckoo and her 1989 album Deaf, Dumb, and Blonde. Less so 1993's Deprivation, although check out the cover of Skeeter Davis's My Last Date With You recorded with R.E.M. By the time Blondie returned at the end of the century, hearing her familiar voice on Maria booming from the airwaves was about as welcome a sound as you could hope to hear in 1999. So here's my quick Debbie Harry playlist. In the Flesh, English Boys, I'm Always Touched by Your Presence, Dear, Sunday Girl, Atomic, Dreaming, Union City Blues, Shayla, Call Me, Scenery, and I could go on. But that's my number four, Debbie, Deborah, Deborah, Deb, Harry. Beautiful. Great pick. Lovely. Have you ever seen her pictures from Mick Rock? You guys know who Mick Rock is? Oh, yes. I I know Mick Rock well, and I know those pictures. Me too. Wow. If you don't know, go on YouTube and then put Mick Rock, Deborah Harry, and hit images. You're going to fall in love with Deborah Harry. I would imagine most teenage boys of a certain vintage are familiar with those pictures. Uh, Yeah, like I was 17 when all of her stuff started coming out. So you don't have to say anymore. (laughs) No. Yes. Have you guys seen The Mask? That movie, The Mask? Yeah. Long time, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where the guy comes out with his long tongue and hits the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> that was Bueno in 1977. Now there you go. <laughs> All right. This week here on the Only Three Lads podcast, going through our top five female singers of the O3L era. If you have a top five, make sure and get to Facebook, get to onto the Only Three Lads page. Make sure and put your list there. We'll talk about it next week. Also hit notifications because we have our shows coming out, our episodes every Tuesday. Brett does a great job. And uh, if you get a chance, you can listen to a behind the scenes episode that we put out last week. So check that out. There are some cuss words in there. It's juicy, but, Greg. But yeah, because Courtesy it's, Uncle Greg it's my board. sailor mouth. Oh. Yeah. Well, you were a sailor. I was. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But uh, so check that out, too. And stick around because we're going to be back with our number three and number two on our list coming up after this. You're buckled up for a nonstop classic alternative thrill ride. Only three lads. Be yourselves. These guys laugh at you. They've got such big plans for the world, but they don't include us. So what does that make you? Just another girl lining up to die. Welcome back to the Only Three Lads podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. We haven't had a new episode in really a couple of weeks. That's because Bueno had to get a little bit uh, back up to speed. Bueno, <laughs> talk about what's going on in your life. And you do have a, a GoFundMe page, right? Yeah, I sure do. I've I just been having a lot of health issues and stuff. Uh, financially and uh professionally and stuff and uh just trying to get my life back in order and uh just keeping love in front of me and the big guy always in my heart and just uh pushing forward guys and just keep sending the love and all the support and prayers and stuff and uh we'll keep back here as best we can every week to keep giving you some love to listen to our podcast what we're doing here so if you can support Bueno, we would all appreciate it here on the Only Three Lads podcast. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can find the link to his GoFundMe, and uh, we would appreciate whatever you can give. Five bucks, a yep. dollar, yep. uh, six thousand dollars, anything, <laughs> anything in between. Yeah, exactly. Now we love you, Bueno, and we'll love you. Plus, um, what we will do is, if you out there go out and buy an Only Three Lads T-shirt, we will make a contribution on your behalf as well to the Bueno uh -oh. Fund. So, and our most popular shirt is the Bui Bueno shirt, by the way. That is, oh. yes. my son's got one. Does, does he have one for Uncle Greg? No, no, because there's not one there. But he's got one. Well, let's change that. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. design it. I'm sure it's going to be something raunchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I roll. Okay, so here we are. Our only three lads list this week is the top five female singers. And the next phenomenal woman on my list of singers this week is a woman. Who touched my soul at a prepubescent time of my life. When I first saw her on MTV, I thought, I don't only pee out of this thing. And to this day, when I watch the Head Over Heels video on YouTube and that collar ripped sweatshirt, I think <gasps> hubba hubba. Of course, I'm talking about Belinda Carla. goes her solo career how many hit songs a bunch at 19 she was the drummer for the germs if you guys didn't know pat smear from nirvana and now from the foo fighters was in that band he said that she never recorded anything and never did a live show but um there is a recording from like 1977 she was young 
Uh, but just to think, she was in the germs and she went from there to the Go-Go's and then in 86, Mad About You, her solo career kicked off. And if you get a chance on YouTube, there's like a concert from the Whiskey. I think it was right before that album was released. And Charlotte Caffrey, if you didn't know, had a lot to do with her solo career, wrote a lot of songs for her. She's on stage with her. Andy Taylor gets on stage at the oh, wow. Whiskey A Go Go. And um, it's pretty awesome. But Belinda Carlisle, uh, ever since I was a young boy, I thought, wow. And then I still, when I see her, I think, wow. Um, there was one time a, a woman I could have dated who looked just like her. But I'm so indecisive. I didn't make my move. And then she had a boyfriend, so it was over. But yeah, um, yeah I totally blew that it. one, Greg. I thought about that one too long ago. Huh? Believe me, I, I think, boy, I blew it with her. It used to be the fun Belinda Carlisle, number three for me this week on my top five female singers. Oh. You know what's a really great pop record? Heaven is a Place on Earth. It really is. Yeah. Great song. 88. Yeah. yeah, 87, 88, somewhere around there. I think it was 88 it came out. We can look it up. We could. Here, bueno, tell us your number three. I'll tell you what year that one came out. Oh, check that out. My number three is the lead singer of Garbage, man. You know, she's been performing since like 1970, Shirley Manson. So... At uh, her first public appearance at age four, it was with her older sister at an amateur show in a local church in Hill Theater. So the two garbage albums that I want to talk about uh, are amazing. You know, uh, Super Vixen to, to Milk, the first album, just keeps my interest throughout Butch Vig. I mean, with his loops, drums, noise maker, and I mean, this is a treat. And, you know, if you haven't listened to this record in years, get your best set of headphones and, and put them on because uh, the garbage, the first album is just amazing. And then, you know, of course, they came out with 2.0, six singles out of 12 songs. This is also a mind-blowing uh musical treat i mean special to the catchy bouncy techno beats that push it to the to the limits and you know i think uh, i'm paranoid uh, and Shirley's just that. deep rich vocal is what makes garbage one of my favorite bands because of surely another one of my crushers lads and Shirley landed as my number three this week and the best female artist of all time. So go get them. Okay. Yeah. 
You ever hear the band Angelfish? Yes. Yes. That was her band before Garbage. Yes. Good stuff yeah. there too. No, I love her. And there's a reason why Brett, you're the PhD of music. Heaven yeah. is a place on earth. Released yep. October fifth, nineteen eighty-seven. There you go. There you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hit it right on. Uncle the head. Greg loses again. No, <laughs> close enough. It was late in eighty-seven. It, it that was. album did have legs until well into eighty-eight, though. I, yeah. With I get weak and circle in the sand and all that. Yeah. So we're both kind of right, really. Yeah. But you're more right than me. Uh, that's true. I I'm can admit right. that. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Good. I am more right. <laughs> but you're so, number three. <laughs> Good choice on Shirley Manson, by the way, Bueno. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so for my number three, I almost shied away from my number three and Debbie Harry because I thought that they both seemed too obvious as crossovers and potentially even triple crossovers. So my number three pick is Chrissy Hine. First of all, can we just say that Chrissy Hind is a goddess? Yeah. Chrissy Hind defies the rules of space and time. At 69 years old, she is like a miracle. She sounds as good to me today as she did in 1980. It's truly just a marvel. She seems to have lost none of the edge, none of the passion, none of the fire that makes her voice so unmistakable and special. I mentioned something similar about Debbie Harry, but Chrissy Hind is probably, in my opinion, the most perfect blend of toughness and tenderness in rock and roll. Although for some this may be perceived as an insult, I swear it's not, but I'm going to say that Chrissy peaked with The Pretender's first album. And I really mean that she came out fully formed right out of the gate. Really, it's one of rock and roll's finest achievements, a near-perfect album, and a great encapsulation of the breadth of Chrissy's vocal range. Listen to the way she spits and snarls on precious, tattooed love boys in the weight, then struts her stuff on brass and pocket and mystery achievement, and then gets all vulnerable on lovers of today and kid. It's a template that she would employ to marvelous effect throughout her career. It's big boys get spanked and I'll stand by you. It's the adulteress and 2000 miles. It's the pop smart to show me back on the chain gang. Don't get me wrong, night in my veins, talk of the town. It's her way with a king's chestnut, like Stop Your Sobbing or I Go to Sleep, that makes it no wonder how the song's author fell for. that distinctive controlled vibrato that rips your heart out every single time she uses it. Apart from the pretenders, it's the way her voice blends with artists as diverse as Frank Sinatra, Elvis Costello, The Specials, NXS, Emmylou Harris, and UB40. It's Chrissy Hind, it's rock and roll, it's brilliant, and it's my number three. Love it. Awesome pick. I thought you guys might think so. Oh, oh yeah. I remember uh, reading a story about her when she left Ohio. She told her family, I'm not coming back until I'm famous. And, you know, when yep. people say that, you're like, OK, yeah, sure. Seven years later, she comes back to Ohio famous. 
But was her city gone? Huh? I went back to Ohio. Yeah. My city was gone. Uh, never mind. No, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> I was probably talking over you. I was thinking over you. It's all right. A lot of people think over me. <laughs> oh, but great pick. I remember yes. when the you know, Brass and Pocket came out and I was acting stupid with my sister. We're listening to the song. So I'm going to use, what is she doing? Of course, <laughs> if you hear the song, you know what she's doing. You know what she's doing. Well, my number two female singer of the O3L era just announced a new Christmas EP called Christmas Tide. I have expressed my undying, some would say creepy love for this artist in past episodes. Of course, it's Tori <laughs> Amos. Someone's knocking on my kitchen door. Leave the wood outside. What? All the girls here are freezing. Cold. Leave me with your body, And she writes songs with probably not me in mind because she always writes these songs from the female perspective. But for some reason, they always mean something to me. I know what she's saying and it connects with me. And I can, even if I'm maybe not getting exactly what she, what she was thinking when she wrote it, it still means something to me. And of course, her beauty caught my attention. But I'm positive that if I ever met her, she would probably have security remove me from the area um, <laughs> just because of who I am. But what an amazing artist, musician. I mean, uh, gosh, it's just there's so many things that she does. And this is not really this. Oh, this, oh, this is not really I love the covers that she does that you see on YouTube. Her music is awesome. And to think that like was like she was five years old and she was admitted into the Peabody Conservatory of Music. She was the youngest student ever. And then wow. when she got to 11 or something or so, they asked her to leave because she didn't want to play off sheet music. She wanted to do it from her own brain. And she was into rock and roll. Devil's and people. so they didn't like her, of course. That led to Why Can't Tori Read? That was her rock band. You can see that stuff on YouTube. Uh, and then after that band fell apart, she still owed, I think it was Atlantic Record, like six more albums. And that's when Little Earthquakes came out, you know, Silent, All These Years, Winter, Crucify, all those songs came out. And then the 90s, she owned just the 90s and she's still doing great today. In these jeans of his with her name still on it, hey, but I don't care. Cause sometimes I said, sometimes I hear my voice and it's been he. But Tori Amos, number two this week. I think you guys are a little bit surprised because I saw your messages back and forth. But you know, Tori's going to end up on his list. <laughs> and she did. But she's number two this week of my top five female singers. Wow. Oh, we screwed that one up. Ah. Oh, I know. Up. We thought she'd be number one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wanted to throw the curve. You right did. There. You did. Well, I'll tell you this right now. My three through one, depending on which day we were going to do this list, might change. But today... It's not going to change anymore now. Well, no, this is forever, but I'm saying just, <laughs> this is just where I went. I was like, hmm, 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 hmm. It, it all depends on how creepy you're feeling that day. Exactly. You guys yep. are getting me. Yep. After what, 36, 37 episodes? 37 yeah, we, episodes. we get you, Greg. Yep. 
Hey, Glee. Hey, we take a little bit of time to learn, you know? <laughs> You're being creepy today, Glee, Glee. Well, you know, you it's know? who I am. <laughs> bueno, you're number two. So I got a pretty good intelligent pick here. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder who it could be. She could be blonde. She could be Debbie, Harry. But that beautiful, seductive voice that can make any man shake in his boots. She ran into Bueno. I dance, Debbie. Love your music from the first time I heard you. Your music on either K Rock or KNAC in Long Beach. I'm not sure which one I heard it on, but back as a junior in high school, so there at 17. I mean. You mentioned all the songs Ex Offender in the Flesh, Ripper to Shreds, uh, Plastic Letters. Parallel Lines, 42 years ago released. Her catalog almost fills our 25-year span. She released seven records with Blondie. I mean, 32 singles during the 03L era. You guys know them all. I don't have to go name them all. And uh, do I need to go on? And when she, like you said, Maria, when she came out with Maria, that was like, boy, that threw, threw me back 15 years at least. Oh, yeah. That's my number two top five female artist of all time, Debbie Harry. Love her. Oh, my gosh. What an intelligent pick. She was up on my wall when I was growing up, just like a Farrah Fawcett. Wow. I had Heather Thomas on my wall from Fall Guy. Yeah. You, you, you could see in your mind's eye the poster I had on my wall. I don't think I know that one. You don't know Heather Thomas? Oh, I know. I, I know Heather Thomas. Thomas. I just can't think of the poster. Okay, well, we all know Farrah Fawcett's, you know, bikini picture. Oh, yeah, we yeah. all know. That one's iconic. Right. This one, too, is iconic. Yes. See, si bueno. No. I had Nicole Agert and Tiffany Amber Thiessen and uh, Christina Applegate. Those were my poster girls. Yep. See, now, those the first two that you said, that'd be creepy for me because I was already 20. And they no. were probably 15. So that, that wouldn't be legal. <laughs> Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate, another story. She's around my age. And yes. You know, yeah, gosh, I she was definitely she's been yummy for decades. A Kelly mm -hmm. Bundy era, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. This era too. Yep. Mm -hmm. But we are celebrating women for their vocal qualities. Yes, we are. We are. We are. So, <sighs> so well, what do we got? This one's probably not going to come as much of a surprise to you guys. Elvis Costello. <sighs> <laughs> no, it's not Elvis Costello, oh, okay. although he does look good in a dress. <laughs> no, it's Harriet Wheeler yeah. from the Sundays. I sigh because I find the sound of Harriet Wheeler's voice one of the dreamiest, most stirring sounds known to humankind. <sighs> I just want Harriet to sing me to sleep every night. 
Is it getting creepy yet? <laughs> You're way creepier than me. <laughs> and that's saying something, bro. Is it possible that I have a crush on Harriet Wheeler circa 1990? A little bit. Maybe. I don't know. But regardless, let's just say this. There is something about this woman's voice that cuts straight to the heart. She's got a beautiful lilting quality that you also hear in voices like Mazzy Star's Hope Sandoval, The Innocence Mission's Karen Paris, or Tally's Sarah Kogan, to be more contemporary. But none are quite as special to me as Wheeler. She sings like an angel, even when the lyrics are a little bleak and downtrodden. She seemed so shy and humble. She was never the big, brash, outlandish media persona that so many singers cultivate. The thing is that the Sundays seemed to know exactly who they were. Although they forged a sound all of their own, they were content in staying in their box. They didn't often veer from their mid-tempo jangle, and it was the perfect vehicle for Harriet's floating voice. So let's just say that I'm glad that they resisted any temptation to put out some sort of like riot girl influence grunge album in the mid 90s. What an impressive list of classics that bear Wheeler's gorgeous voice. Can't be sure. Here's where the story ends. Hideous towns. I kicked a boy. Love. Goodbye. The best version of Wild Horses this side of the Stones and Graham Parsons. Summertime. Cry. What an amazing catalog. have been looking forward to 2020 when she's saying it's that little souvenir of a terrible year because well 2020 has been a pretty terrible year and i kind of need her voice and the sunday's music more than ever you know i miss her she hasn't been around since 1997 very sadly please come back harriet and that's my number two i feel it yeah, yeah. i feel the love yeah love sadness <sighs> yearning <sighs> dismemberment <laughs> Obviously dismemberment, yes. <laughs> it's the Only Three Lads podcast where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. Once again, thanks for rejoining us. It's been a few weeks, but this is a finally a new episode. Don't forget, you can tell your smart speaker, hey, Google, play the Only Three Lads podcast because we're now on Google. Bam, there we are. You can go to Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iHeartRadio app. You can hear us all over the place. So please tell your friends. And we're going to be back with our number ones of the top five female singers coming up after this. wonder who your number ones are. I know who your number one is. You won't often hear Mariah Carey's name coming up during L3L, but in the Superstars memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, she alluded to an alternative album that she wrote and produced in 1985 fueled by a love of bands like L7 and Sleater Kinney. The album actually did come out, called Someone's Ugly Daughter by the band Chick. Mariah's lead vocals were scratched and replaced by her friend Clarissa, but the singer says she hopes to find the tapes with her voice intact. For 
the love of Jim Backus, please let this come out someday. And that's the news of the world. It is the Only Three Lads podcast here. Back once again after a few weeks off, I'm Uncle Greg. We got the PhD of music, Brett Vargo, and the ambassador of love, Bueno. We are back. We are back. And Jim Backus is God. <laughs> hey, I want to hear some of your honorable mentions this week. I got one out of our our, our era. Um, I don't know if it's going to blow people away, but uh, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. That's wow. fantastic. Yeah. You, Brett? Well, I mean, I have a whole host out of our era because I, I love 60s girl groups and some of the soul singers, P.P. Arnold, Aretha Franklin, I mean, stuff like that. But in our era, I mean, there's a whole bunch of artists that I love that were trailblazers that I think deserve a mention. So I'll rattle a few off. Susie Sue, Bjork, mm -hmm. Claire Grogan, Joe Evans from Girls at Our Best, Polly Styrene from X-Ray Specs, Tracy Tracy from The Primitives, Susanna Hoffs, Josie Cotton, Alex Taylor from Shop Assistants, Debsy Wikes from Dolly Mixture, Vanessa Briscoe Hayes from Pylon, Kate Bush, Ari Up, Joan Jett. So many great women out there. I wish we could salute them all on this episode. Well, you just did. Yeah, okay. you did. It's awesome. And I'm surprised no one has brought up Annie Lennox, Allison Moyer, Terry Nunn, Annabella from Bow Wow Wow. And do you guys remember Saffron from Republica? Ready to oh, go, yeah. drop yeah. dead gorgeous. Wow, yep. when I first saw her, I was like, um, I don't know. It's like I always had like dreams she would punch me in the face and then kiss me. But Saffron. That may still happen. That, well, maybe if she hears this episode, you never know. But she'll at least punch you in the face. <laughs> She's going to come fly to Phoenix. Yeah, if, she, if, if, if that happens, the other thing has to happen too. One yep. out of two ain't bad, kid. <laughs> hey, you bat 500, you're in the Hall of Fame, right? For sure. Are you guys ready for number ones? Never been readier. All right. Well, I told you guys I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm sure that you guys have not picked this singer. But when I say who it is, you possibly will go, I totally get where he's coming from. But number one on my list of the top five female singers during the Only Three Lads era is an Australian singer, songwriter, and actress. And she was the front woman for the Divinals, Christy Amphett. Yeah. Referred to as the female Angus Young, the, because the Divinals back in the early 80s, they were like kind of more of a hard rock band before moving to that more pop sound around the mid 80s with the What a Life album. But um, Am Amphet's uh, Am Am Amphet. I'm probably saying her name wrong. See, this is what I hate. I cannot speak English. But Amphlet, uh, impeccable vocals. The band had driving guitars, solid active rhythm section. Uh, and if you haven't really known the Divinals music, or if you remember from a long time ago, of course, we all know the song I Touch Myself, which was really what made them international stars. But they have songs like Science Fiction, uh, Good Die Young, Boys in Town. God, what a great song that is. Pleasure and Pain, another one. But every time she sings, it just invokes a certain time, a certain emotion. I miss her voice. Of course, she died in 2013 of breast cancer, but her energy, her stage presence, just unmatched. She was the next level for alternative music to me. You know 
but definitely Christy Amphett, my number one this week of the female singers of the Only Three Lads era. Awesome. Inspired choice. Saw her at the US Festival. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. But have you guys really dove into the Divinals catalog? I, I listened to the first album. I love it, actually. I just yeah. haven't really got into anything else past that. Yeah, because I have their I have their first few albums. Yeah, because she would wear like the schoolgirl outfit. That's why the Angus Young mm-hmm. connection. But yeah. she was just a wild woman on stage. And then that sexual energy and, of course, Then I Touch Myself came out. And uh, it's just a wild story for her. And uh, what a great singer. I just really am just enamored by her, all of her songs. And like I said, that uh, Boys in Town song, just check that out on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun listening to 170,000 of us singing that song when she was up there on stage singing it. We were singing it along with her during really? the festival. I wouldn't have thought 170,000 people knew that song. Well, I think they all figured it out after a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bueno, who's your number one? Uh, just another incredible crossover, Brett. Uh, mm-hmm. Chrissy Hines. Seven incredible, tasty masterpieces she created for us with The Pretenders, and her first album is amazing from top to bottom, and one of my all-time favorites, putting it up there with uh, Squeeze Argy Bargy, and of course, uh, The Clash London Calling. I mean, what, what else can I say? You know, I was a very, very lucky lad to meet the band uh, back in the day after the Santa, Mon- and Santa Monica uh, Civic concert at uh, Santa Barbara Licorice Pizza, and this was the day after that show. And uh, I think I've told the story that uh, Martin lost a drumstick, and it, it actually cut uh, Pete Farnan and I think his left side and stuff, his eye. And I met him the next day and stuff. He had like five or six stitches in there, and kind of razzed him about uh, you know losing control of your uh, drumstick and cutting your uh, band member right there on the side of the head incredible music uh, she's put together all these years i mean there's over what, close to 40 singles 11 albums i found a picture of you amazing she's at the top of my list my number one top five female artists of all time chrissy hines and she just rocks it and she just is amazing to to watch i mean i don't know what else i can say but uh, that's my number one two crossovers you're here you said it all yes what you got brett you guys want to guess any guesses out there nope thank you no Nothing got me stumped. Probably once I say it, it's not going to be a curveball at all because I have made no secret on this show of my love for Altered Images. Kirsty McCall. You know, Altered Images is another one of those one of my favorite bands, but I probably wouldn't list Claire Grogan because she is decidedly a limited acquired taste, shall we say, with her vocals. But I do love her. Kirsty McCall, of course, she was one of the most clever and astute songwriters that British pop had to offer. But this is all about her voice. And it's a voice that I love 
and was silenced way too soon when she tragically died in the year 2000. It's hard to believe that next month in December, it will be 20 years since her astounding talent has been gone. But she has a sort of charm and honesty to her voice that was absolutely extraordinary. She seemed like the kind of girl who you'd hang out at a pub with, and then she'd proceed to drink you under the table. She was simultaneously hilarious, outspoken, sensitive, and undeniably brilliant. She had a thirst to explore other cultures and musical styles, and somehow make the world seem instantly smaller by tying it all together with a common voice. She tried on rock, country, rockabilly, samba, mambo, hip-hop, synth-pop, jazz, Irish folk, and anything else she felt like tackling. Although Kirstie's discography of her own albums is relatively small, over 20 years she made an indelible impression on the music world. Her list of contributions to other artists' songs would be a career in itself for most, providing backing vocals for The Smiths, Morrissey, Squire, Billy Bragg, The Rolling Stones, Simple Minds, Talking Heads, Frida from ABBA, Big Country, The Happy Mondays, and many others, and of course was the stunning female foil to Shane McGowan on the Pogues Fairy Tale of New York. Along with some of her enduring originals like They Don't Know, Terry, There's a Guy Works Down the Chip Shop Swears He's Elvis, Free World, Innocence, and the Johnny Marr co-writes Walking Down Madison and Can't Stop Killing You, McCall was also a master interpreter. Her covers always seem to either eclipse the originals or come really darn close. Check out her takes on Billy Bragg's New England, The Kinks' Days, The Beach Boys' You Still Believe in Me, Lou Reed's Perfect Day, or The Smiths' You Just Haven't Earned It Yet Baby for proof of her power. list of talents, she also had an incredible knack for arranging her vocals, layering on the harmonies until they sounded positively angelic. And I'll tell you, when I get to heaven, if, well, that's where I'm going, please Jim Backus, <laughs> I hope to be greeted by a choir of Kirstie. If you have never delved into Kirstie McCall's catalog, do yourself a favor and pick up one of her many compilations, and there's a lot out there. 1995's Galore or 2005's The Best of Kirstie McCall is a good single-disc career summary, or you can go for the double-disc All I Ever Wanted if you want to dig a little deeper, or my recommendation, go in all the way, get the massive three-CD set. It's actually, well, I don't know if it's still in print, but it used to be very reasonably priced, called From Croydon to Cuba, for an in-depth survey from her earliest stiff record singles to her Latin-tinged last works. She was an underrated, truly special, 
and my number one female singer this week, Kirstie McCall. Wow. Yes. Just amazing. That is coming from Jim Backus, the voice of God. Is that Jim Backus from the Gilligan's Island? <laughs> Mr. Magoo, yeah, yeah, from well, Gilligan's Island. There is a story behind that. I was telling Greg before the show, I, I picked up this uh, Christian rock opera record that I found for cheap at a thrift store, and Jim Backus stars as God. So there is a story. It's not total blasphemy, <laughs> although it may seem like it. <laughs> you know one artist that no one picked that I'm kind of surprised? Kate Bush. Yep. Kate came close. She came close to me, too. Mm, yeah. Well, let's go down our list of the top five female singers for me. At number five, Kim Wilde. At number four, Deborah Lyall. Number three, Belinda Carlisle. Number two, Tori Amos. And number one this week on my list of my favorite female singers from the 03L era, Christy Amphalette from the Divinals. My number five, Natalie Merchant. My number four, Debbie Harry. Crossover with... Uh, Brett. Uh, number three, Courtney Love. Number two, Shirley Manson. And number one, Chrissy Hines. Another crossover with Brett. Okay. And my top five, number five, Elizabeth Frazier. Number four, Deborah Harry. Or Debbie Harry. Or Deborah <laughs> Harry. Whatever. Number three, Chrissy Hines. Number two, Harriet Wheeler. And number one, Kirstie McCall. Great list. A lot of great artists, a lot of female, really, giants in our industry and in this genre that we love so much. Let's hear it for the girls. Yes. Now, don't forget, you can go to our Facebook page and make sure and click on the Only Three Lads podcast. Make sure and like it, uh, follow us, hit notifications, and give us your list of the top five female artists this week. And we're going to be doing the top five male artists. Is that correct? Soon, next week? Or are we going to hit the randomizer? It's up to I you guys. Let's hit the randomizer. Right. Okay, yeah, we'll say I, I messed up my, my top five. Let me go back through it because uh, I, I actually changed it like within the last 24 hours, but I didn't change it in one part. So it was Natalie Merchant, Courtney Love, Shirley Manson, Debbie Harry, and Chrissy Hines. Sorry about that. That's okay. okay. We're going to let it slide. Because you are forgiven. Okay, well, we, ready, we, we ready to randomize? Randomizer. Yes. Okay, let's randomize. I do have it up, says Bob Dole. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bob Dole. I'm we Bob got Bob Dole. Dole, and this isn't just a pen in my pot in my hand. You know, Bob Dole's like 98 right now. We really shouldn't be messing with him. But oh no, he's lived a full life. Yeah, yeah. we love him, Bob Dole. You could replace Jim Backus as God any day of the week. Okay, how's about the top five songs of 1992? All right. Okay. Top five songs of 1992. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That was my graduation year, so you know what that means. No, what does that mean? I cannot repeat any songs from our graduation year episode. Oh. I need to come up with five fresh tracks. Uh, You can do it. I know. There's no I doubt in my mind. Yeah. Because I do believe that there were more than five songs released in 1992. Probably. Mm-hmm. What a great year for music that was, too. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be yeah. hard. going to really be hard. hard. Yeah. Got to keep Can... away from blurring it. <laughs> no. <laughs> that probably will not happen. <laughs> and, and it'll make it easy because Blur only had one single in 1992. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to say before we go? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I haven't told you guys this yet. But I was looking at our chart history, and one thing that totally slipped by me, probably because I didn't have a means to look at our chart history, did you guys know that at one point in our past, 
we made it as high as number 25 in the U.S. for music commentary podcasts. Oh, didn't know that. Wow. Thank the listeners. I knew that we were... What was it? Number 17? Music? We're 77 in New Zealand. New Zealand. Which, which isn't quite as impressive, although we love our New Zealanders. Are but, you kidding? I but number that. 77. But number 25 in the U.S. So what I would like to do is I would like to ask everybody to please help us continue spreading the word. Whatever platform you listen to O3L on, please rate, review, and subscribe. And you know if you like the show, even if you don't, I mean, tell your friends about it. Say, you know, oh, listen to what Uncle Greg said. What a creep. Because obviously that I know that's where you're going. But anyway. Well, it's truth. And I live truth <laughs> and responsibility. So there you go. I, yeah. I, I know who I am at this point and I'm comfortable with it. I don't yeah, know if anybody too. else is, but I'm fine. Thank you for uh, listening, of course, as always. And thank you for helping us improve our visibility and rankings, because that that really does mean a lot to us. So we moved into the top 30. 25. We'll say for kicks and grins. Yes. Cool. Anything else, guys? Just you. What's your catchphrase, Bueno? Oh, baby. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Be Bueno. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening. I was wondering if you were going to get there. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even hear you. Sorry. Oh. I'm going to move you along. All right, well. We can this out. All right, there we go. Got to move you along. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.